Welcome back, Chelsea fans, to a midweek episode of the Romans Empire podcast, where all we do is talk Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else. <sighs> a roller coaster of emotions today, guys. I gotta admit, um, obviously we pulled out a good uh, result against Ren today, but that did come at an emotional cost. So, uh, Sam, I'm gonna do a wellness check on you first. How are you doing? I'm feeling great, man. I mean, uh... And it feels like we were just here recording like two days ago. Oh wait, we were. Um, but uh, check that episode always, out too. Yeah, it's always it's always nice to be back here for the uh, Champions League. You know, playing playing on a Tuesday is is a blessing. You know, in my opinion. So, um, you know, but I talked about it last week. Olivier Giroud's forehead is fucking beautiful, and it came in <laughs> like it, it could not have come out a more perfect time. Uh, both like in the game, you know, how being a late goal and just right after we, we talked about it. So uh, we'll definitely talk more about Olivier Giroud today. Uh, but Andreas, how about I introduce you? How are you doing, bro? Like you said, man, it feels great. Like I feel fresh coming off of uh, this weekend's recording. I feel like shorter recordings midweek is just going to keep this going and we get to talk and and get right to things, especially now that we've clinched a spot in the round of 16. That is big. Um, so and, yeah, and I mean, nearly, nearly clinched the group. We were like, uh, like minute. 30 seconds away from clinching the group, but Sevilla come came in really late with a late goal um, against like Krasnodar. Minute or something. Yeah, the last, yeah. pretty much the last second of stoppage. Um, but I was so excited about us winning and i didn't even see until like five minutes later that sevilla ended up winning as well but you know it just would it would have been just like icing on the cake I, i'm just happy to be moving on um but let's get into it so 2-1 was the final score not pretty but again we're through um i think the first thing i want to talk about uh this is <laughs> it's so funny because andreas and i every single uh, lineup uh, was a prediction. We always say, I think Cho gets his chance <laughs> there tonight, but <laughs> he actually did. He got his chance and uh, capped off a, the first goal of the match um, after a beautiful, beautiful uh, dispossession by Mason Mount and just a perfect ball. I mean, the the ball was actually more beautiful than the dispossession. Actually, I should I should clarify that, but. Um, yeah. Zach, what did you think of Cho's uh, appearance today? Well, I want to talk about the pass for a quick second. <laughs> you always um, got to start off with Mason Mount. Yeah. Mason well, Mount. Yeah. Yep. This is shout out to all the Mason Mount haters out Lampard, there. Lampard's son and Zach's boyfriend. <laughs> if you know me as a FIFA player, I even have a bias towards Mason Mount. Too, and it doesn't make sense because he kind of sucks in FIFA. But I, I also um, want to point out the fact that you said all of the Mason Mount haters because – they, I, I guess they exist according to Twitter. Like, there's a lot of them, man. It, it's, it's, it, it's actually pathetic how many Mason Mount haters are out there. But the ball was beautiful. Um, I think the patience on the pass was the best part about it. Ver, if you look at the bottom of the screen, if you ever rewatch it, uh, Tammy and Werner are both making runs, and Mason just kind of holds off on playing that ball until their defenders get dragged out wide. Um, which was just a thing of beauty. But Cho's performance in general was well-rounded, which is something we don't necessarily associate with Cho. 
um, both offensively and defensively. He was tracking back. I mean, I know he got beat a couple times, but the effort was definitely there. He was still tracking back. And even when he did get beat, he was, he, I, there was one play in particular. I think he got beat right on our sideline near, near in our defensive third. And, uh, and he managed to track back and slide tackle and, and, and win the ball back for us. It, it's, it's encouraging. And this is part of that maturity that we've been talking about with Cho whenever he's brought up. So the fact that he's finally putting those performances and stamping his place in this team is a, it's a welcome sign. And, 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 you know, for everybody saying, well, where does he fit in? Mm-hmm. Um, to them, I say, don't worry about it. Having more squad competition is better than not having any competition at all. So, you know, the more players we have in form, the better it is for, for the squad as a whole. But And, Andres, and, Cho, which... and Cho, sorry, Andreas, but Cho, uh, right now he's the second most goals in Europe for Chelsea with six. Um, yeah. Andreas, I mean, we've seen him play in Champions League. Do you think uh, Frank will unveil him or use him a little bit more in Premier League? Or is he trying to save him for these midweek matches? I mean, the guy scores every time he starts. I mean, this season... He starts the Champions League game, he scores. He scores against Krasnodar to get that game going. He scored here to get this game going. He only got a minute against Sevilla. And if I'm not mistaken, he didn't start against Ren the last time around. So, I mean, the guy's on form. And right now, if it's not now, who knows when it's going to be because December is about to get tough. And I think Cho is showing Frank that Maybe he's just not a practice player. I don't know how else to say it because at the U21 level for England, he's scoring f- for fun as well. Uh, I, and I think it was Yannick who on his YouTube channel brought it up. If he doesn't get minutes here, we should just loan the guy because he needs to play. And, and this would be a move for his benefit and potentially Chelsea's benefit long term because Cho is is good enough to play. He is good enough to get minutes in the Premier League. I hope it's with us, and I hope it's sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. because when he play when he starts, he scores, and and I don't know what else you want to ask from from a young winger. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I I think he's a very on form player. I'm not sure if he starts against Spurs. We'll get into that later. But in these midweek matches, yeah, get him more minutes. And Zach, um, I just want to clarify because you put this stat down that he has six goals in Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. what, 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 what does that include? Because he has That's, two goals oh, that in was Champions me. That was here. me. Uh, yeah. that was uh-huh. me. So these are in European competitions for Chelsea squad. Currently only Olivier Giroud has more with 11, I believe. And that's just in current players at their time at Chelsea. Oh, so, not this season. It's, it's, no, it's no, no, I, no, okay. No. They're in their career. Okay. Yeah, with yeah, Chelsea so with one Europa campaign, full Europa campaign and, and Champions mm-hmm. League, he's already scored six times. And and the next person is again Giroud with eleven, and Giroud was the leading scorer of last year's tournament. Got so. it. Okay. Um, well, let's move on. Uh, I wanted to talk about Werner and Chilwell a little bit because they did look a little leggy, each of them. Um, Werner, uh, especially, and that's that's something that we talked about last week, and I was very shocked that he was kept in the full ninety minutes. Um, when Havertz came in, uh. I was, you know, I was excited to see him, but you know, as I, I tweeted this as well, like, let's get, let's get Werner some rest. We got a big, uh, big matchup against Spurs this weekend. We want him fully rested for that, but no, um, the Frank decided to play him the full 90, uh, 
Andreas, do you think that's more due to our uh, lack of depth at the moment at at left wing? Because I know because obviously right now Pulisic is uh he 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 was on the he was he was he on the bench today? No. No, he wasn't even on the bench. So they're they're arresting him. Maybe making an appearance against Spurs next week. I mean this weekend. But you know, like what what do you think was the main reason for him playing the full ninety and not giving him the rest? To, to be honest, I don't know because I was trying to figure it out. I saw the subs warming up the first round of subs, and it was Conte and, and Giroud, and I was like, okay, maybe we'll switch to like a four four two. You know, Conte is obviously going to take out one of the midfielders, and Giroud can take out Werner. Just take him out, and you play maybe like a four four two. At this point, we're winning one nothing. That's what I thought we were going to do. Yeah, it was weird. and then and then again, the next round of subs, you have Ziyech and Kai Havertz, and I'm thinking, all right, one of those is definitely going to take out Werner because both of those guys can play out on the wing. So okay, Kai Havertz comes in for Mount, and or, still or you Ziyech. can move, or you can move Cho to the left exactly. side. Exactly, and that's what I was going to get at. Oh. Ziyech can move to the right spot, slide Cho to the left side. Cho is again a guy that's wanting minutes. Let him play the full ninety. He's already scored. Like, I just... He's got the so fresh confused. legs, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then He was even playing like confusing. he had fresh legs. Yeah, and, and more confusing to the Werner, Chilwell played the full match. He didn't even come out. And this is a guy that every time he goes on an international break, somehow gets hurt while with England. So to not protect two of the guys that are most important to the, to the starting 11 and, and our season overall was just baffling to me. And you said it. They both looked poor. In in stat in the stat sheet, you have uh, Timo getting the assist, which we all know that Giroud's goal was not an assist by Timo. He was and awarded then, that assist. That's so funny. Yep. And then Chilwell, on the other hand, his score goes up to like a 7.3 just because we won the game and, and they only scored once. It really doesn't reflect how he looked on the pitch either. So, So for me, these two guys just need a break. And I know we play on Sunday instead of Saturday, but still, we could have managed it a lot more. Just like Cho could have slided, or slided, slid to the left, I think that Aspie could have slid to the left and you put Reese James there. So, mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I was very confused. I hope that this doesn't come back to bite Lampard in the ass because, honestly, we need to do better in protecting our players in, in this crazy schedule that we're about to head into. Yeah, I got to agree with you, Andres. Um, it is a little bit concerning, but I also think it highlights um, some of the issues that we still have within the squad. For example, no nailed on backup left back um, besides Aspie, who was playing right back in this game because he was giving Reese James a rest. Um, I think I, I think when the window comes, we definitely need to address that first thing, because if, if, if I'm getting anything off my first instincts with Ben Chilwell, it's that you know, even though he is young, he he does look overplayed. He does look a little bit tired and leggy. Um, and that was just today. I mean, none of his other previous performances. But it is a, it is a bit of a, of a concern. I think that that's something that needs to be addressed in the window or it could possibly be addressed in the squad. Um, maybe retrofitting Fikayo Tomori as a right back and maybe sliding Aspie back to left back for the last 10, 15 minutes of the game if we really want to get rest. I mean, is is it is it, I, is it too know. is it too he, late? Is it like is it like we we've already given up on Emerson because I mean he's the starting left back for an Italian team that qualified for the is moving on to the you know the quarterfinals of 
or if not for the not just for the Euros, but for the Nations League, right? Didn't they win their group? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was, did. and he was, and he was their starting left back. And mm-hmm. I mean that 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 might not mean you know everything. They're in a group with Netherlands, Poland, Bosnia. So you know, like that might not mean much, but uh, you know, if he could start at left back for a service, you know, like to for a, a national team that is making it to a very and I, th- I think it's a, a very competitive competition. Like, is it too soon to give up on him completely? I don't know if it's a style thing. I, honestly, I don't watch enough of Italy to know if they run a three in the back and then wing backs. They do. Uh, and, and that might provide the cover defensively that, also, um, right that Emerson may need. I just It just seems like when he comes on as a sub, it's just the focus isn't there. And, and that's the thing that is annoying because he came on, I believe, late into. Oh my god! By the way, Italy was playing. Italy's been playing four three three with Emerson. Okay. Just interesting. interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Well, he didn't I, start I can't every remember match, which but... match it was though. I, I, there's a match where he came on as a sub this season, uh-huh. and we got scored on because he came on as a sub. And I'm blanking out, but it was like. We got scored on and we lost the lead. Yeah, so, yeah it was like right was after he came on. It was related to him. So it's one of those things where, man, like, yeah, that's great. But if we're going to use that as a, a requirement to get minutes, and then here comes the, well... perfect, the perfect segue, we have Olivier Giroud, who's the number one striker in France, and he's getting spare change here at Chelsea, and he's making a better case than Emerson to get more minutes. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> he did make an appearance against Newcastle this past weekend. I mean, very brief, but still. Um, but uh, I just want to mention th- something about Chilwell. Um, he did have one play where he passed it backwards. Uh, oh, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Tiago uh, ran up and he passed it backwards. And luckily we were – I forgot how we got bailed out. It was, it was either a Mendy was, save was, or – No, no, it was Tiago. Tiago just played a safe pass, he, yeah. He, no, he he went back and instead of trying to clear it, he kicked it straight out of bounds to the, through the goal line. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so I so I mean, I don't know because from what I saw from the reaction right after, you could see Tiago apologizing, and I and I think what happened was he pushed up without saying anything. So Chilwell expected him to be there. And he wasn't when he did the pass back. So I mean, I'm sure there's a communication it, error, but maybe but, I saw it more as Tiago looking back at Chilwell, like, dude, come on. Like, yeah, that's see, that's what I, I interpreted. Yeah, uh-huh. like Chilwell, I saw, yeah. I saw Tiago give him kind of a bit of side eye and just made a face, like, yo, clean that up. And then Chilwell immediately was like, my bad, and like kind of smiled. I, I it was a moment, obviously, a, a lapse of uh, concentration, but I think it was a quick, all right, dude. <laughs> Fix it, and then it was fixed. <laughs> the funny thing yeah. was, like, that when that happened, immediately right before that, I was just telling my dad how everyone in that back line plus Mendy uh, all speak French besides Chilwell. <laughs> so he's <laughs> like, you know, he's maybe they're speaking French and he doesn't, you know, understand what they're what they're saying. Uh, but then immediately after he did that, and I was like, see, there is a miscommunication issue with Chilwell. But uh, you know, on the as uh, the the conductor of the Chili train, I gotta always uh, defend my boy. So um, maybe my interp my interpretation of it is a little skewed by bias, but I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. Just the last note on this match: 
Kai Havertz and Ziyech both got minutes, so it was really nice to see Ziyech, I mean, sorry, uh, Kai Havertz back uh, out there after the um, coronavirus scare. Um, he, he seemed to be uh, okay, uh, th- didn't really lose his fitness. Uh, obviously, I didn't expect him to play, a, his fitness level would be at a, a point where he can play 90 minutes right now, but um, Zach, what, what, do you, what do you foresee about uh, his chances of playing this weekend against Tottenham? Um, to be honest, I don't see him, uh, starting the match. Um, if I'm going to be honest, I don't really want him to start the match. Um, just because what he, the run out he got today wasn't enough to kind of get you back into some sort of decent form or match fitness. I think you need three or four appearances like that to get some sort of momentum under your belt. And I think Frank is completely aware of that. So not the worst thing ever to have Kai Havertz on a ben- on your bench um, going into a big weekend match, but I think I think from what we saw last weekend, um, the dominance that Kovacic, Conte, and Mason Mount had, I think I, I think that's the midfield you go for against Spurs, especially because that's probably our most press resistant midfield with Kovacic in there, and um, and we know Spurs are going to make it very difficult. Uh, in the central areas of the pitch. I mean, it's typical Jose Shithauser, you know, and, and we're, we're going to get into it a little bit, but I mean, he's just going to have Hoiberg clobbering whoever's carrying the ball in the midfield. So I think we need to be ready for that. We got to have somebody that's a little more match fit. Um, and I, I, I would prefer to have Kovacic in that, in that position. So no, I don't think Kai Havertz is ready to, to get a start or get a full 90 minutes, but I can see him coming on the last 20 or 30 if we, if we really need his spark. Andreas, what about you? I am going to disagree with Zach here, especially because it is a Mourinho Spurs side. I think Kai is going to start against Spurs because we're going to need, you mentioned it earlier uh, before we recorded, actually, we're talking about a Spurs team. And and sorry, Sam, if I'm taking a point that's conceded the least amount of goals in the premier league and it's a Mourinho team. So, you know, it's going to be a low block. So you don't need to be press resistant. If anything, you need to be quick on the attack to make sure they don't set up the low block. And for me, that's what Kai Havertz is going to bring to the table that Kovacic won't. Match match fitness, though, Andres. Sub him out after we have a lead. But if we don't get a lead, we're not going to win. And if we don't – yeah, but if we don't get a lead, then, then what? We bring in Kovacic? No, you can play – you can bring in Cho and you make uh, Ziyech go central Will as a cam. Frank- Will Frank bring on Cho against Spurs? That would I mean, be a storyline. If, if fitness is the issue, then you kind of have to. Or maybe to. he just brings or maybe he brings Giroud and we play two forwards and we start going long ball. But maybe I'm a little old school in the sense that I just don't think there's match fitness yet. And, and my a, other, he returned my other to training is, last Thursday. So that's Barely he's got a, the fresh legs, a week and a half. But, but you can argue we just came off of a three-match international break. We played two matches before the Spurs game on top of that. It, I think the fresh legs will trump the fitness because the other guys just won't have the legs for it. But, but you, dude, you're a resident COVID expert. You should know how COVID <laughs> affects your cardio level. Exactly. That's what, And he's telling you he's fine. And I, and I think he's going to be fine if he's trained for a whole week. And, and again, I think the fresh legs will play. And you have to also think, like, there's a, and I know that maybe I'm being cynical here, but there's a business side to these things. We paid a shit ton of money yeah. for Kai Havertz to not be sitting on a bench. 
regardless. Like he's yeah, healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you I also you that. pay for, yeah. you pay for him to be there for the long term, not the big, just for the but, but, Spurs but game on Sunday. Exactly. But, but, this is, but this is a pivotal game because you flip who's first place by getting three points. Here. Yeah, well, through through ten games, you know, it's not even a third through the season. I I I I think you're right, also, Andreas. But also, like, it it, it is going to be a huge game, obviously, for us as fans, you know, and obviously as Frank, um, for Frank and for Mourinho. I mean, the 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 beef there has to be a little real. Um, but you know, and and. and also, you you hear you heard in uh, who was it? It was Mason Mount and uh, Mendy had a post game interview today, and he was talking about Mount was talking about how Frank this whole week was talking about the importance of the Tottenham matchup. So they're fully aware of the importance of the matchup. But right. um, I still think like what what Zach is saying is also true. Like it, it it's very early in the season. It's just one match. We- and it's, it's be jumping the gun, dude. That's all I'm saying is how many times have we seen people come back and, and, and this isn't an injury. So I'm not worried about him like pulling yeah. up with a hammy or something. I'm just saying, yeah, we, true. We, we bring someone back too soon and they have but, no impact. Well, on well with here, whatsoever. with here, if he's, if it's not an injury thing, it's more of like a fitness thing. And if he's not, if he's showing that he doesn't have the fitness level, you can take him out. But if he looks right. fine, if he looks fine, you keep him in the full ninety. I'd rather have you that than, than have to sub him going in. into this game, though. That's the point. Uh, so, 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 so ultimately, it comes down to Frank. Whether he's yeah, fit well, or, it's interesting because, to see because because if he does play, okay. I think he plays whether he's fit or not. Thank you, it, thank you it, for it, clarifying it, it, Frank, that it's Frank's, Frank's decision and not ours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was my choice. But here's here's what I'm looking like at, right? We've already we've you talk about you talk about the long term, right? Long term, let's look at the schedule. Tottenham is Sunday. It's not even Saturday, and they play Thursday. So if we're talking about tired legs and fitness, we have the upper hand, quote-unquote. But then after that, our next match is Sevilla. And let's be real. We've already clinched a spot, so Kai doesn't have to play in that match. If you're worried about his fitness, he gives us his all against Spurs, which is why we're bringing in a top world-class talent to play, to play the big game. And then he doesn't have to play midweek. We can save him again for Leeds on the next weekend. Interesting so, to see him midweek. So, I think that's so a we good have game him. for him to get his momentum back. I, what if he, but, but again, you're not – But you're not – like the, the best players shine in the, in the good moments. And if we're talking about like, oh, well, who do you bring in for Kai – None of us are expecting Polisic to start over the weekend. No, I don't want so him to then, start over the weekend. So either. then, so then you go. There's your super sub. You take out Kai and you bring a guy who's shown that whether he comes off the bench or starts, pre- performs in the Premier League. In yeah, he, he, yeah, he comes to when he's coming in these big games late. He scores like two goals and assists one. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, so you know, we give him I, 15 minutes. I want to come out with the a team that's going to give us the best chance. To win and to win, we're gonna have to score on the best defense. And I love, I'm the, I am the head of the Kova crew, and I'm telling you that I don't think he should start over Kai because Kova is not gonna score for us against Spurs. Well, let's officially get into the Spurs preview because we've we've already kind of uh, started talking about it. But right now, obviously, we we we've kind of mentioned it or uh, foreshadowed it a little bit. But Spurs are currently sitting on top of the league with 20 points and we're only for now po- for, for now, now yeah. Sam, relax for now <laughs> currently that's what i said currently um yeah, yeah. we're we're in third with 18 so um pending the results of the liverpool match uh or whoever they play 
this could potentially decide who will be in first going into match day 11. So um, there is a lot on the line, I guess. But again, it's so early in the season that it, it, it shouldn't be treated as, you know, like a must win match. But if, 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 if you if you realistically see us battling with Tottenham at the end of the season, then it's more important to take those points away from Tottenham than it is for us to get these points. Mm-hmm. But uh, I uh, I'm not worried about that. You know, like I, I'm not worried about Spurs being contenders. I mean, Just even if they, even injuries. if they are, even if they're sitting in first with like three weeks left, I, I won't have any fear that they're if they're sitting in first on the last day of the bottle. season and we're the last game that's played. <laughs> Yeah, I still wouldn't be worried. Bring but, any bells? I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. Le- Lester also, yeah, Lester yeah. knows all about that. Um, so they've con- they've allowed the fewest goals this season, nine conceded in nine matches. Uh, obviously, the main two talking points, Harry Kane and Son, they've been phenomenal this year. Harry Kane with nine goals. I'm oh, sorry, seven goals, nine assists. Son with nine goals, two assists. Um, Zach, I know you're a huge fan of both of them since you have them on your fantasy team. Um, but like, <laughs> not a coincidence, huh? Yeah, the guy that hates Spurs the most has uh Harry Kane and Son. No, I wouldn't say you hate Spurs the most. I'd say we all hate them equally. But um, yeah, maybe it is a little bit more personal for you since you've uh been embarrassed by them in person. But yeah. Let's let's talk about them real quick and how impressive they've been this season. As as hard as it is for us to admit, I'm gonna go back to Andres's point um, and our uh, at our from our pod on Monday, and uh, he alluded to that really awkward Mourinho and uh, Harry Kane meeting, where Mourinho basically told Harry Kane that he's gonna make him the best striker in the world, and he specifically right- said, Harry. I make you explode. I make you explode. I think together we are perfect combination. You think? There it is. I think we can win big. I'm a serial winner. You, not so much. Dude, Andreas, together, you. Together, I think I think we can be a special too. You know? You've been rewatching that and and practicing. Waiting. Huh? He's waiting. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's admitted because that was, and we 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 on uh, Zach tried his Mourinho impression last week. It wasn't very good. It was I very think it wasn't bad. very good. I think I think it was very bad. But uh, <laughs> Andreas is Andreas is on point. Respect. So, but 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 to but to talk about you know Harry Kane and Son as a combo, um, Harry Kane's game did explode this season. And you just look at the numbers and it proves it. He's still maintaining his goal tally while also leading the league in assists. Now, he's not going to be assisting somebody every single match for the next, what, how, how much longer do we have? 29 weeks of the season. Um, but he's definitely creating that threat now. He's dropping off and he's allowing uh, his wingers to run ahead of him um, in the form of Sun, who's essentially a center forward playing out wide. Um, and, and that's how they've gotten most of their success. So... It's not really a change in terms of the way they attack. They've always attacked with only those two guys. Um, but now it's been amplified by the fact that they have a, a really solid back line. And, and it pains me to say that, but they are going to be tough to break down. It is a Mourinho team. And 
we just got to kind of face the music, guys. Spurs are a team at this point that we should be taking seriously because of Jose Mourinho. The guy is a winner. So they finally have somebody that's familiar with the term winning at that football club. Um, so, you know, as long as they stay healthy, I think they'll be in the mix. But for this match specifically, guys, the key is, is keeping both of them on a leash. Now, it's going to be nearly impossible to do that. How we try to do that, I'm not too sure. Um, I think uh, I think we got to figure something out, though, definitely for Harry Kane, because he seems to be the supply line there. And and I said it earlier, he likes to drop off deep and look for Sun um, with a ball over the top. We've seen that a couple times this season, actually. If we can find a way for our midfielders to track that run without dragging out a center back or pulling one of Zuma or, or Thiago Silva out of position, I think we'll be able to uh, to quell any any counterattack that they have. But I think that's going to be the key. You know, we're going to create chances. I think this season we're a team that's going to create chances regardless. We just have too much talent not to. It's a matter of uh, keeping Spurs out of our net, um, which is going to be key to getting a result here. But Andres. Um, there is one other player that Tottenham um, signed this season that's a particular favorite of Jose Mourinho. You want to get into him a little bit? Yeah. Um, Pierre-Emile Hoisberg, former Bayern starlet, Southampton stalwart, now at Tottenham playing DM, something that Mourinho had not found last season in his midfield. He's played every single minute so far in the Premier League for him. And... Mourinho always finds that. You mentioned Matic did that for him. Uh, at Madrid, I'm trying to remember who was his DM. I think it was Xavi Alonso that played mm -hmm. every minute. And his sole job is to win the ball and push it to the front four. That's all Mourinho is asking for. And they're going to counter. And I think that if we can avoid – I hope Chelsea doesn't come out and go gung-ho pressing – because Tottenham manhandled City with only 34% possession. Four shots, they scored two of them. That's all they need to put multiple goals in the back of the net. And you know for a fact that Man City is a, it's a similar profile in the fact that they like to play with the ball in possession. And they like to get the ball back as soon as possible, much like we do. So as long as we don't fall into that trap, because even though Tottenham lines up in a 4-2-3-1, Tangai and Dombele is not a natural 10. He is much like when Mourinho at Chelsea would play Oscar at the 10 instead of somebody more of a complete 10 instead of more of a workhorse. You got Tangai and Dombele, who usually plays as an 8, if not a 6, lined up in that position just to be more of a defensive, higher-up-the-pitch guy. So you can't get hit on the counter. The moment that Harry Kane receives the ball and it's three of his guys against three or four of us, that's where we're in trouble. So you mentioned it. Just avoid getting countered, and we should be okay, and and that's going to be it. Somebody has to be keeping an eye on Hoiberg because he can't have time to get the foot off his ball – or the ball off his foot. Well, we should have our foot on his balls, if anything, right, Andres? <laughs> is that what you were trying to say? Well, that's what he's going to try to do to our best players because it is a Mourinho. Yeah, for sure. So we need, so we need, do we is, need to keep like – Go Sorry. for it, Sam. I said we do need to keep his foot off our balls. <laughs> yeah, in that case, he, he's a typical Mourinho player in the sense that he is just shit house. So definitely expect that from this team. And 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 Eric Dyer is playing center back. So 
For Timo Werner, a guy who wins a lot of penalties, that's something that might be a plan of focus. A guy who throws a lot of rash tackles in silly areas on the pitch. Let's get some of our best dribblers around him to, to cause a little bit of trouble. That might be another avenue for us to to maybe find an opening, but I don't know, guys. Or you know what? Maybe it won't be because there's VAR now. And everybody <laughs> hates us with VAR. Yeah. Well, I'll gonna say one last thing, nice thing about Spurs before we can just completely shit on them. But fifteen million pounds for Hoiberg is really, really good business. I mean, that's that is a bargain buy, for, in my opinion. Fifteen million we'll, for him. We'll see. We'll see if it really is a bargain when Mourinho is not there anymore. What kind of player he is? I mean, yeah. I because mean, if, if anybody knows the gone? Jose effect, it's us. What, you mean that he's just in and out after three years? No. I, I'm saying in terms of him bringing like, the b- absolute best out of any player that he coaches. I, I mean, I, th- that, that's what makes him so great. Look what he did with Matic. Yeah, but why, do you, why are you saying what, until he's gone? You think he's going he's gonna to be gone? No, because if, when Mourinho leaves, we'll see if Hoiberg's still uh, as good I as he is now. I agree with that, yeah. Mourinho's right, play good. style is simple. It's Mourinho, very simple. Mourinho is, is literally... We've heard him. We've lived it twice. The guy's more than happy winning 1-0 every match with just one shot on target. And and Hoiberg is one of those players that does nothing fancy. He gets the job done, period. So yeah. Yeah, he plays a simple ball. He doesn't let he doesn't get beat very often. And when he does, he takes his man down. He he's he's a very straightforward footballer. And that's it that's the type of player that, that Mourinho thrives with. And I think that's why this Tottenham team has done so well so far this season. Because I especially the defensive signings he made, it's allowed him to tell his defenders just do your thing and get the ball to the front four, like Andres said, and then they'll do their thing, and then it'll all come together at some point. And that's, you know, they hit the ground running this season, but it's not going to last because muscle injuries, and that's the most injury-prone front three I've ever seen in my life. Nobody could argue with that. So, I mean, let's see what happens in the span of 38 weeks, but as of right now, this is going to be a tough match. But... You know what? Fuck it, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my prediction out there. I'm gonna go two one Chelsea. Andreas, give me give me a, one more thing. Give me a set piece goal. That means off of a cross, not a direct Ziyech. free kick. I have a feeling Zuma is gonna today. haunt. He's gonna haunt Mourinho. I just I have a gut feeling, but we'll mm. see. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say. One nil Chelsea. That uh, that Tottenham defense is is gonna be tough, and and I think we're gonna be a little bit more conservative in the press. Go to Mourinho, the Mourinho. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know where I'm going with this. Uh, let's keep the streak going. <laughs> uh, I predict a three three draw. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a high scoring affair, but uh, yeah, I just don't see us pulling out with the win. It's gonna be the draw. Um, so yeah. if, this is a, if this is your first time listening to any of our shows, <laughs> just take yeah. take Psalm's predictions with a grain of salt. We're we're on fun, a streak. We're not fact. changing it. Six games, six game win streak. When Psalm says it's a three three draw, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go through the tapes and see how long I've been keeping this up because it it, it hasn't. <laughs> it's 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 perfect so far. Ever did since start, I started doing it, did it start after West Brom? Was it just I, like I'll a running check. joke? I'll check. Yeah. I have a feeling, but um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's where I'm gonna go with it. 
Hey, did you guys hear about Deli Ali? He uh, signed an esports deal. It's pretty cool. I hope he finds. Oh. I hope he finds uh, success some in that play. because <laughs> I hope he uh, finds some playing time. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not working in real life soccer. Hey, whatever him. it takes, man. <laughs> I I I I feel like I dislike Deli Ali too much. Me too. Like, I re- same I think, level as Eric Dyer for me. I hope they're, he they're, cries. They're both the bottom. If, yeah. If he plays, I hope he cries at some point. I mean, like you, <sighs> you know, I don't mean like actually cry, but just his like complaining and whining like that's after that, it after looks watching like he's the all or nothing i kind of like lost you know like like i had disdain for him before and i was like you know he's still a professional footballer but like after <laughs> watching all or nothing i was like dude I know. you know Mourinho Mourinho straight up gave him the Mourinho treatment at first he's like if i'm a pain in your ass that's a good thing and Mourinho was a pain in the ass for deli alley for what five weeks and that was it <laughs> So that kind of tells you everything you need to know. But anyways, um, wait, we're, we're you have say to... say one more bad thing about the Tottenham player. Like Fuck we, Tottenham. we said, yeah, we said so many nice things. No, dude, it, l- listen, listen. It, it's the hatred that I have for that football club is just it's on another. It's Boston Celtics like for me, if I'm speaking from like my Laker fanhood. Like it's on that level for someone that doesn't understand. It's yeah. I, I can't stand them. And if we lose, um, I might not want to record um, on <sighs> Sunday. So just a heads up. That's if fine. I get on but the we podcast, definitely need you there. I'm gonna be. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be there. I'm just <laughs> telling you. You won't want to be there. May not. Um, or my full sobriety. So, uh, anyways, I we were supposed to keep this podcast short, so that's what we'll do. Um, that kind of ends it off this week. But um, from here on out, guys, just as a quick reminder, we said it um, on our Sunday pod. We are going to be dropping two episodes a week, so anytime Chelsea plays twice a week, we're going to be dropping a pod. Um, You can bet your bottom dollar on it, which is great. More content for you and more content that we get to create on our end, which is awesome. Andres has been uh, doing a great job on the Instagram account. One more thing you guys should also check out um, in regards to the Instagram account itself is that we've been dropping stories uh, before, during, and after matches that just kind of give a quick – I guess you could say 30 to 45 minute take. Um, second, 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 yeah, second. It's not second, 45 second, minute second, story. <laughs> second, yeah, second take. Um, you know, just about our thoughts on the game. So if you don't have time to listen to the pod or you can't wait and you want to hear something more immediate, that's your go to. Um, but until next week, fuck Tottenham and keep the blue flag flying high.